to ask you something. What? Please, come closer. What is it? Will you go penguin sledding with me? tried to do it together but oh, you know we tried we tried but anyway welcome to the ember island podcast the awesome podcast where two crazy fans of avatar the last airbender just sit around and analyze the crap out of it so i am one of your lovely hosts leslie and i'm barbara you might be thinking why are you doing a podcast for a show that that came out in 2005 i mean this thing yeah, uh, I totally agree with you. But actually, this song, this show is still freaking relevant. This was a show that came out in like 2004. Both of us were like in elementary school at the time, but it still has had such an impact on us and pretty much everybody. And it's still super relevant. You had Korra, which came out and ended a couple years ago. You have um, the new show by some of the people who worked on the original show, The Dragon Prince, which just came out on Netflix. Neither of us have seen it yet, but we hear it's very good. And, um, oh, oh yeah, and then Netflix also announced a live action remake, which- Just not, yesterday. Yeah, not super <laughs> happy about know. it, but you know. <laughs> I don't know, it, it can't be worse than M. Night Shyamalan's version oh, yeah. of a live I mean, action. I'm still traumatized by that not gonna lie like anytime i hear avatar, yeah like anytime i hear avatar not the blue people and live action in the same sentence i just kind of cringe internally a little bit like start to get war like war flashbacks yeah we were talking about this the other day but like there's unless you have like a game of thrones budget (laughs) for this show i don't really know how you can pull it off but all right, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how but that for goes. now. Yeah. But for now, we're just going to talk about each episode of the original show, the show where it all began. So, so, um, so with this, yeah. we are assuming that that everyone that is that that is listening to this has actually watched the show before. It it, it came out in 2005. Spoilers ahead. We will we will try not to jump too much ahead, but we make no promises. But we make no <laughs> promises whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if, if you are watching this podcast and for some reason have not seen the show, watch uh, the please show. Please stop watching this podcast. Go watch the show. It is worth your time. We promise you would be able to binge through it so freaking fast, like, and then just come back afterward. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, do we want to talk about how we even got into the show in the first place? Like, when was that moment in time where you're just like, yes, I am a fan of this show and I will follow it till the ends of the earth? So, after school one day, I think I was in maybe fourth grade, I was watching Nickelodeon. And here is this strange anime type japanese type show 
that has that ha- that has magic flying fl- flying bison and magic water and and super awesome fights and it lures you in with with all of this pomp and circumstance and ends with just a fantastic plot fantastic characters that you come back to again and again and people that you want to see win and want to see succeed and villains that are actually phenomenal (laughs) yeah so similar story with me i've been watching this show from day one i remember seeing the trailers for the first handful of episodes for it all i really remember was that there was just like this flying buffalo thing and a kid with a scar (laughs) <laughs> and that was about it, but I was into it um, from day one. But I really, I guess the moment where I was really hooked and never let go is probably the Storm episode, which I think is like episode 10 of book oh, one. Absolutely. But even before that, I was already a fan. I didn't become diehard until like episode 10, though. So <laughs> can't wait to talk about that one, in other words. Oof. So. Okay. Okay. So cool. so so with that with this episode we are we are going to talk about the first two episodes. Episode 1, The Boy in the Iceberg, and episode 2, The Avatar Returns. Now Yeah. Now, now I think both of these episodes aired at the same time originally yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So These Yeah, that's technically Yeah, this is technically not a this is technically not a two-parter episode, but since both of these aired together, it tells one story, so we are going to do it that way. Yep. So, I guess before we really break it down and go full-on into our discussion, we should probably recap it just briefly. So, um, for those of you who need a refresher, uh, the world of Avatar is divided into four different nations. You have the Air Nomads, the Fire Nation, the Earth Kingdom, and the North and Southern Water Tribes. And basically, the Fire Nation got a little too powerful and cocky for their own good and said, hey, we should just wipe out the other nations and take over the world. So they start what is now known uh, by Korra fans out there as the 100-Year War. It's never really called that in the original show but that's what they call it when they mention it in legend of Korra. um yeah so basically also in this world everybody can bend one of four different elements earth well, water not fire. everyone oh, oh yeah yeah not everybody <laughs> that becomes the thing um but a select number of people can bend one of four different elements um earth wind or air <laughs> fire and water I was actually thinking of the um, the band from Back <laughs> in the Day or Wind and Fire. <laughs> I wonder if that's where they got their inspiration from or something. <laughs> Briefly, um, yeah. But there is one person in the world who can bend all four of these um, elements, and that person is called the Avatar. And uh, this is the person who is whose duty it is to keep the peace within the nations, essentially. So. After the Fire Nation took over, the previous Avatar, who gets reincarnated um, when that Avatar dies, um, yeah, the show takes like a lot of inspiration from like Buddhism and Shintoism and all that jazz and like Eastern um, religion and culture and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, but basically, the previous Avatar before our main character Aang appears, um, he just vanishes without a trace 
right when the war is just kickstarting. And so now the world is left without an avatar and left seemingly without hope. So, and that's where our story starts. So that's the prologue, but the episode Boy in the Iceberg starts out with two siblings, Sokka and Gitara. They're just hanging out in a boat in the middle of the Southern Water Tribe one day when they discover this boy in the iceberg. And after cracking it open, they realize that this kid is an airbender whom, from the Air Nomads, which they thought had been wiped out back when the war first started. And turns out this kid is also the Avatar. And meanwhile, we also got this really angsty teen named Zuko and his uncle Iroh, who are also looking to capture the Avatar. They're part of the Fire Nation, and they want to capture Aang because of this. So that's kind of the recap. Not the greatest recap, but (laughs) hopefully y'all have seen the show and were able to fill in the blanks that I left out, most likely. Okay. So... So, uh, so oh, go for it. The first thing we see when, whenever we are watching a episode of Avatar is the opening. The first episode has a slightly different opening, but the but the first frames are four different benders bending water, earth, fire, and air. So, so the water bender. We will see at the end of the season, Paku, who is who is a master waterbender. Uh, Earth, we actually won't ever see. <laughs> yeah, it's some dude <laughs> probably <laughs> racking your brain when you watch this opening and trying to figure out who the heck is this character? How come I haven't seen him in any of the show like the other three who appear in this opening? That's actually and- because this was supposed to be Toph. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Toph is Toph is the is the master Earth band, bender, our like best blind friend who 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 uh, who comes in season in season two. Between season one and season two, they decided to totally change Toph's whole backstory, her whole her whole character design to be a little bit less stereo stereotypical. Next, we have Fire, Azula, who is my personal favorite character in the entire series. She's great. She is great. Like, it's fun when you remember that she's supposed to be like 14. <laughs> I'm just like, oh gosh. It is also fun when you realize that they that they had the the characters and the and the plot thought out to the point where in where in the first episode you see a major villain that doesn't come up until book two yeah it's really great and she also gets another cameo appearance in the storm episode um she shows up in the audience with just like a horribly evil smirk because um zuko's getting his face burned off by his dad uh, and you're just like, who is this chick? Like, <laughs> why is she? She seemed like the absolute worst. And it's because she actually is. But she's not properly introduced until season two. But it's pretty cool that they set her up in season mm-hmm. one. And then there's the airbender, which I always thought was Aang. But I've yeah. but I've done some digging online, and and people are saying that the figure is too big to be Aang, 
like what? is too tall and that it might just be a generic airbender. But in my heart, I know it's, it's Aang. It's totally Aang. The, the kid's bald. Well, oh, wait, all of them are bald. Never mind. <laughs> all of <laughs> them. Horrible the argument. The are bald. <laughs> At the end, I think his eyes glow just a little bit, which makes me think that is that it is Aang, or at least some some error bending avatar from the far past <laughs> that happens to look like like Aang, but is just a little bit taller. I just feel like because the other three are recognizable characters from the show, that it makes sense that it would be Aang. I don't know who else it could be. <laughs> Maybe like a young <laughs> Gyatso or something, but we don't get we don't really get introduced to that many airbenders on the show. I mean, for good reason because most of them are dead. Most of them which are. Is very sad. Yeah. Are. But <laughs> so yeah. So episode one, the boy in the iceberg. We start out traveling on a boat. Uh, Tara's water bending a fish up into the air. Sokka. Sokka spears spears the fish by accident, causes water to fall all over him. The fish flies overboard, and you see them fighting like siblings. It is, uh, you know, it's a super fun scene. Yeah, I think it's a really smart introduction into these two characters, and the fact that they're able to do it in a very short amount of time is really good. Um, you can tell right off the bat, um Sokka he's kind of cocky but show-offy um he likes meat <laughs> it's played down a little bit in later episodes but he's really into meat those first couple episodes especially and they played up for laughs uh when the Ember Island players um does it later oh and then Katara was the one who was narrating the initial prologue and all future iterations of the opening and um yeah she's all about hope <laughs> but you okay. know there's more to her than that <laughs> there's a there's a moment later that i that i do want that i do want 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 to talk about but after but after the boat is after the boat is destroyed katara is yelling at Sokka for being sexist and then which actually i think that is a really interesting character that they set up with Sokka, especially like nowadays where I feel like the topic is a bit, a bit more, more relevant now. Yeah. Cause like they managed to make a character who starts out pretty misogynistic and, um, and they managed to make him like really honestly, very likable. <laughs> like he's mostly the comic relief, but he still has an arc, which I think is, really great one of the great things that this show does like everybody main character wise gets an arc of some kind and they're all really interesting in my book like there's not really a wink link a weak link in this group mm -hmm. like he goes from being kind of misogynistic but it comes from a, a bit more of an understandable place i think because uh you know when all the guys in his village left to go fight in the war um yeah he's kind of left behind to be like the man of the village and like he feels i think kind of insecure about that and like the the need to prove himself is always present so sometimes that comes out in this sort of bravado and 
slightly toxic masculinity, but like, I think what's also important is that pretty much everybody he encounters calls him out on it. Um, Katara does it here. And uh, when they go to um, uh, Kiyoshi Island, um, Suki calls him out there and he acknowledges it and tries and learns to be a better person because of that. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, so, oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Give me a moment. Yay, editing! Yay! <laughs> uh, we, we, we keep on going off on tangents. It's nice. I know, we, we do this a lot. We, <laughs> we're going to edit this, this all out. For us. Yeah, we're totally going to edit this out. Proceeds to not edit it out. <laughs> oh no, we're actually editing this out. No, <laughs> this part. There is too much talking about editing it out for it to yeah. not be edited out. But but the boat is but the boat is just is destroyed. Um, K- Katara yells at yell yells at Sokka for for being sexist, and then and then accidentally water water bends this this glowing iceberg out of the water and and she just proceeds to hit it <laughs> yeah <to> it looks, <laughs> there's something that looks like a human and then like this massive creature in there let's just go ahead and hit it with the staff because... which which <laughs> katara did not hit ang out of that iceberg ang <laughs> chose to come out of the iceberg <laughs> coincidentally at the moment that katara was hitting it <laughs> Sure. There is no way that she was physically strong enough <laughs> to break that in half. Yeah, and like you know, I feel like sometimes Katara can get a bad rep because she may not be like the sassiest person on the show or the most fun. Katara's uh, not the person. most sassiest person on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Katara is all sass. These, well, I think she's these sa- first few it's very understated. I think, yeah, I think I think she can be sassy, but um, a lot of the times, I think her quote hopeful speeches unquote <laughs> tend to overshadow it sometimes. But I think she's really motherly, which I think contrasts great with the fact that she's actually kind of reckless a lot of the time. Like she is here. Like I mean, she just sees a giant thing that pops out of the ice does not know what's in it or who those creatures are in there, but just proceeds to hit it. <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> like, you'd think Sokka would be the reckless one in this situation, but it's not. It's it's Katara. <laughs> well, Sokka is also all about safety. He is trying to per- protect his village of, let me count, 20 people and a dog. Plus him and his sister. Wait, did you actually count the? I counted the people. Twenty people plus a dog. Where was the dog? At their feet. Next, cut to Zuko on his boat, um, staring at this at at this magic light that that came out of 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 the iceberg with his uncle Iroh. Uncle, as angsty as ever. Uncle, do you know what this is? The mm-hmm. uncle, do you know what this means? 
I won't get to finish my game. My search is about to come to an end. Which is really funny because Zuko's search does not come to an end for a very, very long time. No. Uh, He's so freaking angsty. Like, I mean... Middle school me was in love with this character. I mean, Zuko is my favorite character, hands down, with Iroh being a very, very close second. Honestly, I think sometimes it swaps back and forth for me, but I had the biggest crush on Zuko when I was younger. Holy mm-hmm. crap. <laughs> so angsty, I loved it. <laughs> Iroh offers, offers Zuko calming tea. I think Zuko should have took the calming tea. I don't need any calming tea. Gosh. Aang falls out uh, dramatically in dramatically into Katara's arms. And I need to, and asks her, I, I, Barbara, I need to ask you something. Oh, what? What is it? Come closer. Will you go penguin sledding with me? Oh, drama. <laughs> Pure romance. Yeah. <laughs> and then we meet Appa for the first time. Who's great. Like, I wish I had my own Appa. Ugh. I don't know where I'd keep him in my small apartment, but uh, we find a way. This is Appa, my flying bison. Yeah, this is perfectly normal. This is Katara, <laughs> my flying sister. Uh, Which also great introduction to another wonderful character. Just right off the bat, you know, this kid is all about fun. Totally acts like a playful, rambunctious 12-year-old. Like, super believable. And it's really funny. Like, I gotta say, it's <laughs> it's kind of fun to watch, like, the series finale and then immediately follow it up by watching this episode. Because it's so jar like, um, the voice actor who played Aang went through puberty <laughs> during the show. So, like, his voice is super high-pitched and super adorable in this first season. And then by the end, it's like he's clearly went through puberty and adolescence. And it's kind of cool because it shows the progression of time on this show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Appa sneezes all over Sokka, showing how fun and light this show is. Which is also cool. Like <laughs> we said, no, we said spoilers because I'm already talking about the finale. But um, <laughs> also, great soccer's relationship with Appa. He initially finds him absolutely, dis- absolutely disgusting. But then, by like the last handful of episodes, there is a point where Sokka's like in his mouth. <laughs> he like willingly climbs into Appa's mouth. Do you remember that? Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, what? Because he thinks Appa ate Aang when Aang goes missing. <laughs> or something like that. Yep. Or no, no, Appa ate Momo. But either way, he got in his mouth. So. And then they fly. Wait, no, they don't fly. They, uh, they, they swim back to the village. And then cut, and then cut back to Zuko. Talk, f- the first time he talks about his honor. Oh, yeah, should we keep an honor count? Because <laughs> he does say it a lot. Honor one. Uh, yep, I'm, I'm, I got one. And then, and then cut back to cut back to Katara and Aang 
talking about how Aang is super not the Avatar. Absolutely is oh, not the not. Avatar. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not the Avatar. Uh, we have Aang dreaming about dreaming about the storm that actually that actually brought him to to the ocean that made him go into the avatar state to to save himself uh and then he immediately wakes up with his shirt off in a tent. <laughs> who who took in shirt off right <laughs> Was it well, he needed, unless he like I don't know if he like passed out when he was having that dream of uh when he got lost in the storm or <laughs> if he <laughs> like snapped out of it and then just took a shirt off before going to bed. <laughs> After that, we meet the entire village, all 20 people and a dog. <laughs> plus 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 Katara and Sokka. So, 22 people and a dog. Uh, yep. Aang, 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 Aang flies around, hit Sokka's, hit Sokka's watchtower. Um, uh, Graham, Graham talks about how, talks about how they thought all of, all of, all of the air, the airbenders were extinct. Oh, something that I never got, kind of backtracking a little bit, a little bit is uh, <laughs> when Katara walks in the tent, and see Zhang, like, with all of his tattoos. Like, why was she freaking out? Like, didn't well, she see his tattoos, like, before? Like, well, going on his head? Well, before he was wearing a shirt, I would think that she wouldn't expect his 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 tattoos to travel through his entire body. I mean, okay, they, 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 uh, they start in, on his back, travel up to his head, around or around to his arms, down his legs. I mean, that is, that's yeah. new. It's true. <laughs> yeah, which, oh my gosh, that must have been freaking painful. I mean, forehead tattoos? <laughs> like, from what I hear, those are not a very pleasant experience. <laughs> a tattoo. Tattoos that are that are uh, that are attached to your to your spiritual chakra pathways to the point where they glow when you are in the in in the yeah. avatar state. I mm-hmm. I think you do a lot more than than just go to a CD tattoo bar to get those <laughs> tattoos. Yeah, but he's also like the youngest airbending master at the time, so. They, you know they've never really tried this on 12-year-olds before, so I can only imagine what this process was like for a 12-year-old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially, like, when they go, like... Because where else were they? Were they, like, under his arms at one point? Uh, like, I feel like that would hurt. There's a lot of sensitive skin. <laughs> I'm sure, but I'm... But... But but the air nomads, they are known for medi- for meditating, for being one with them with themselves i'm sure that if that if you master error bending you can kind of lull yourself into a state where the tattoo isn't that bad <laughs> I, so. I don't know that wouldn't be my <laughs> choice nah especially since those are solid tattoos i mean 
Like they had to pack that ink in. <sighs> Unlike in the illustrious live action version where it's like filigree all, oh, all yeah. over. Which 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 I do bad. admit is not that bad. No. There are a lot worse things to complain about in that movie. <laughs> a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, oh, darn it, I lost my train of thought. It was something about the tattoos because I can't get over it. But uh, yeah, seems full like a... body tattoos. If you have tattoos, listener, good for you. Good for you. I wish. I have, I'm averse to needles. I can't do needles. <laughs> Uh, Which, oh my gosh, do you think there's at least one person out there who asked to get the Aang tattoos? I'm sure of it. I mean, people get You know, there's somebody walking around right now. Pizza. (laughs) I'm sure of it. Oh yeah, I'm waiting to see that bald looking dude who has full-blown arrow tattoos all over his body. (laughs) Uh, Next, Graham Graham uh, and Katara and Sokka's grandmother tells Katara the most important quote, I think, of this entire series. Katara, try not to put all your hopes in this boy. This, <laughs> this will be Katara's arc through through this entire book. Because Katara is trying to find a waterbending master through Aang. She is she is trying to make Aang teach teach her because she doesn't trust herself to do it. And yeah. and this is and this is her having to trust Aang, hope in Aang, but also hope in herself. Be full of her own hope. Because hope is all we, we have. have. <laughs> and we just never relinquish it even in our dying breath. <sighs> okay. Oh, um, next, Iro and Zuko are training. Zuko's a whiny Seriously. bitch. Yeah. Uh, Teach me the next set, Uncle. I'm more than ready. More than ready. No, <laughs> Zuko. From where I'm looking, you're not looking so 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 hot. Slow down, hot man. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> But it's great, if, again, paralleling his bending in this current episode with his firebending towards the end of the show, where after he goes through his massive arc and discovers the the true source of firebending, it, it's clearly a lot different as he progresses as a character over time. Like, I mean, right now it all comes from aggression and rage and anger and angst (laughs) and then later on he's a lot more cool calm and collected when it comes to his bending which therefore makes him more powerful which is awesome Mm -hmm. uh next Sokka has a warrior meeting with 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 all of the eight-year-olds they aren't really feeling it all they want (laughs) to do is just slide down (laughs) up a slide which I think is the right course of action. Yeah, that is the r- the right move. I would be saying I got a P two so I can go right up. <laughs> uh, they talk about the war. What war? The they war. Keep, they keep on mentioning the war. The war. And then they go the penguin war. sledding. Which 
which I which I believe they are penguin walruses. I guess so. Yeah, it's weird that they just call them penguins, especially since they got that joke later on where the Earth King just has a bear. (laughs) (laughs) This place is weird. (laughs) Uh, This is just a penguin with four arms. Oh, it's. Four arms, arms. walrus, walrus faces and whiskers, (laughs) but also kind of like chicken feet. Yeah, it's like a weird three threesome hybrid. I don't know. I want (laughs) it. They just call it a penguin in this case. Usually, all the other animals they're called like gopher bears and turtle ducks, rooster pigs and turtle ducks. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I I I want one. Uh, yeah, I want all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I just want all the animals. Actually, you know, uh, I get asked a lot since I read a lot of fantasy and watch a lot of fantasy stuff. Like, what world would you want to live in? Like, I got asked at one point, would you want to live in Westeros from Game of Thrones? I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Every quiz on in the world that I take says I'm either Ned or a Stark, meaning I'm gonna meaning that I'm gonna die. So. <laughs> absolutely not but this is one of the few fantasy worlds where yes i would absolutely love to live here we got really cute animals and bending is badass so yeah Mm -hmm. not to get dark but living in any fantasy world would be pretty terrible right (laughs) like these places are horrible Uh, i mean (laughs) i mean i would love to live in in the in the fire nation if i was wealthy yeah <laughs> but i don't know but then you gotta sit through like all the political propaganda. yeah <laughs> i think i want to live in the earth kingdom as long as it's not bossing say because i don't want to be brain- brainwashed like <laughs> but don't but don't you want to visit lake 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 um, oh that's fine i, I I'm good. I, I don't need to see vacay? 20 Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I can live without seeing Lake Lao Guy. Okay. Uh, back, <laughs> back, back to the actual plot. Uh, then we go, then we see them go on a fire, on a, on a fire Navy, Navy ship. The ship is extremely booby trapped. They, they say this multiple, multiple times. And, <laughs> bunny mice run by and i also I want bunny mice gosh i just want all of the animals as my personal pets again i don't know where i'd put them but we'll make do ang pure pressures katara to go onto <laughs> the ship by saying if you want to be a bender you need you need to let go of fear Which is pretty <laughs> ironic pressure children Yay! Even though Aang's entire reason for for being there is because he was scared and ran away. Yeah, he's kind of one to talk in this context. But, um, yeah, (laughs) it's interesting because honestly, without this peer pressure, I don't know if we would have gotten the results of the show because they end up triggering, triggering one of the remaining booby traps, which releases a flare, which signals Zuko and Iroh as to where... Ang is so peer pressure is great <laughs> yay to yay 12 year old kids out there for whom this show was originally geared toward <laughs> Zuko says I found the avatar 
and the episode is to be continued right now. So, yeah. episode episode two, the Avatar returns. Uh, uh, Aang, Aang, and Aang and Katara come back to the, to, to the village after after putting off the flare, uh, making all of making making the, the Fire Nation ship go straight towards them and all of all of the adults give give Aang their best stank face they oh and it's also it. important to note that Aang just realized he was stuck in that iceberg for for a hundred years. years which is a long time he thought he was in it for only a few days so it it's about as well as you would expect it to hit a 12 year old kid <laughs> which which doesn't really happen until next episode. Um, yeah, this, this episode he 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 kind of pushes it behind him. Mm, he's kind of still in the denial phase at this point, but then it becomes when he discovers the full-on genocide of his people, which is really dark for a show geared at like eight to twelve-year-olds originally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, dang! Uh, I mean, you see the bodies and everything, but that's episode. But. Cool. So, uh, yeah. so uh, Katara and Aang come back, come back to the village after after putting off the flare. After Aang realizes he was in an iceberg for a hundred years, and they give them the best stank face that you could imagine. <laughs> Katara says, "Aang brought us something that we we haven't had in a long time." Fun. <laughs> that is so now, sad. Now I thought she was gonna say hope. Did you? I know think I was, she was gonna hope. say I... hope. <laughs> <laughs> like, please say hope. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, this, but... so the the next part I think is really good writing, where where Aang is exiled. Katara katar wants to go with him because she's the only waterbender in the entire village and she wants to get out and she and she wants someone to teach her and she doesn't go yeah that that and silly yeah and also before that yeah because Sokka calls her out like are you really choosing this kid you just met over your family and then it's like a really good shot of um ang and katara in between appa representative of freedom right now and then like her tribe on the other side which i thought was a good shot Mm -hmm. which i mean yeah she chooses her tribe but reluctantly so she she chooses her family over someone that she met two days ago and i think that is realistic yeah appreciate that And, and yeah and i think that shows her shows her character that she's willing to kind of put the one thing that she wants over like above anything else and kind of put it aside for a little bit but that said clearly um kids grow up really fast in this world because i mean they're just like yeah we're kicking out a 12 year old who just woke up from a hundred years sleep (laughs) in the middle of like nowhere basically in the north in the south pole (laughs) goodbye <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so then, so so then, Aang and Appa fly away, and Sokka readies the defenses with yeah. no potty breaks. Oh, <laughs> but 
it's great. We get like this um, montage between Sokka and Zuko preparing for battle. And it's which is played gorgeous. As, yeah, which is great. And I think it's a parallel that's not really talked about a lot. But I do think Zuko and Sokka have a lot in common. Yeah, I think you get to see more of it in like the Boiling Rock episodes in book three. Um, when they're breaking into the Fire Nation prison. Um, but yeah, I think both feel the need to prove themselves and bring honor either to <laughs> to themselves or to people around them. So I, I think they do have a lot in common. Exactly. Both of them are trying to prove that 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 they're strong and able to their parents. Uh, yeah. Zuko to Zuko to the Fire Lord, which spoiler alert doesn't work out that well He's and, a dick. <laughs> and Sokka to his to his dad which works out a lot better works out which yeah his dad is great so, so uh so Aang then Aang then spots a fire a fire nation ship uh which has Zuko on it uh yep. when he which also great shot again um with gorgeous the fire nation ship approaching and like Sokka looks super small in comparison like really showcases the Fire Nation's presence especially since we're only two episodes in we're still getting the sense of the world it's just really good world building in terms of um yeah so the Fire Nation is very intimidating and domineering and they're pretty much taking over everything at the moment it kind of reminds me of like the initial shot in A New Hope with um like the Empire ship uh at like that weird angle where it looks like it's expanding a lot of space versus like the rebel ship which is very small i i mean you really see that when the when zuko ship is crashing into the village and breaks the village in two and it's just so large one ship that it's that it could just swallow the entire village whole and that is their in their entire world. Mm. Those and those twenty those twenty two people and their in and their entire town is the same size as one fire navy ship. Yeah, and also I'd like to point out like the shots in the show in general are very good. Like the the lighting, the colors, um, I think all do a good job of illustrating or showing not telling a lot of the time and the animation to see that um evolve over the course of the show is really fun like i think in book one especially um the animation is is not bad animation it's still really good animation but it just gets stronger over time like here the emotions i think are a bit more exaggerated and then like they tone it down a little bit and the animation becomes a bit more fluid as I guess they get a bigger budget <laughs> and start to um you know come in to a better understanding what each character and what the world is like as the show progresses. So it's fun seeing the animation quality get up to almost every episode. Mm -hmm. You 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 really see this 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 quality in in animation at as as the ship is just crashing through the ice wall like it's like it's nothing you see the ice piling on on either side and you just see Sokka standing there as scared as hell but he has to stand there to try to protect his village yeah 
only to get his ass handed to him like five seconds later. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, so, so Zuko, so Zuko and his goons come. the The drawbridge comes down. Sokka runs up, ready to fight, and gets kicked, slapped in the face <laughs> off of off of the rail. <laughs> Like, it's played for laughs, but at the same time, I think it demonstrates the frustration that Sokka kind of feels in terms of having to, in his eyes, man up, but really feels kind of um, insignificant or just, like, feeling like he can't live up to what he wants himself to be and stuff. I mean, when that, when that, when that little kid... Um, throws throws Sokka the spear and says show, show no, no fear, fear. <laughs> you, you have to believe that 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 these little that these little kids are looking up to Sokka as the only man there a man of 15 yeah and the only person that can kind of protect them and he has all of that on his shoulders yeah and like you can tell he's disappointed when Aang shows up to fight Zuko because he's just kind of like hi thanks for coming hi Aang thanks Ugh. for coming like <laughs> he clearly wanted to be the one to save the day but knowing in comparison to Aang he's feeling very inadequate which is so sad <laughs> and, and I... it's something that comes up throughout the show but he really comes into his own as like a strategist on top of being an awesome comic relief and just awesome he you know by the end of the show so i think that it's that it's also well shown where where up uh, where where at where at first Sokka has that really heavy war paint and then he just gets kicked just gets kicked <laughs> by zuko back into this back into the into the snow keeps on getting pushed down in into the snow again and again until almost all of his war paint is just washed <laughs> off his face yeah. Because he's not a true warrior yet, but Aww. he's trying to be. Yeah, he's trying. Bless his heart. So, uh, 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 so Zuko, Zuko tries tries to make everyone afraid to to tell him where Aang is. Aang, Aang ends up and ends up coming. They 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 have a fire versus air standoff. Where the only reason why Aang doesn't go all out is because there's innocent people there, and yeah. Zuko has fire. Mm-hmm. To which he promises. Uh, he asks Zuko to promise that he'll leave the village alone if he goes with them, which he does. Which I think is interesting. I mean, yeah. On the one hand, it might just be because the show was intended for kids, so like obviously we can't have anybody kill off. <laughs> a bunch of people on screen but i like to think that part of it is because that is part of zuko's character like deep down he's a very honorable dude and he's gonna stick to his promises because he's awesome he's just gotten shat on by his family i mean i mean he he doesn't want to really hurt people I know, yeah. I know. Villain, villains tra- traditionally want traditionally want 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 to hurt people. But listener, we have all seen all of all all, all of the Avatar episodes, and even if you and even if you you haven't, there is one point in 
in this episode that I think proves that Zuko doesn't really want to hurt people. And that is when he grab he he grabs Gram Gram to show what age the Avatar probably is, but doesn't hold her hostage or 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 holds a knife to her neck or or holds like a like like a fire spear to her. He just throws her back after. Yeah. When when he had a old woman hostage in his grasp he he doesn't want to be that bad and and later people are that bad that this isn't a show that shies away from from showing people acting badly they chose not to have him act that badly yep yeah but he's a good dude deep down which we learn more of later Mm -hmm. so 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 then um ang ang goes with the fire nation soldiers to save the village and and zuko thinks he's going home which is sad yeah he's not going home <laughs> so for a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he got like 40 episodes buddy mm-hmm uh Sokka and Sokka and Katara try to go try to go saving um in their little boat. Um Graham Graham comes, talks about hope. I I I think we we uh we can tell where where Katara gets her hope from. Yeah, we should have kept a hope tally. I don't know if it's too late to start that, but <laughs> three. Three. Uh, three. Uh and and here and here comes comes Appa to help them. Yay. Uh a flashback that flash to that flash to the boat with 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 Aang and Zuko. Aang is tied up, um arm arms behind his back. And Zuko is and Zuko is talking to him about how he about he's finally going home and how Aang wouldn't wouldn't know about fathers because he's because <laughs> he's an air nomad. He's so friggin' angsty. <laughs> and, Especially in season one. But I would say Aang does know about father figures. Yeah. With man, Monkey Otso. Oh, that's sad. And he might know more about a real father figure than than Zuko does. <laughs> at, at, at least at this point. Because yeah. Zuko doesn't really acknowledge that 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 Iroh is the real father figure in his in his life. So so next is one of my favorite parts of this episode. Uh, Zuko is is being a little shit. Um, we go on those says, moments. Says to Iroh, take, take, take the staff to my quarters. And Iroh, grown man, tells one of the soldiers, can you take this to, to, to his quarters for me? This is why Iroh is the best. Seriously, Iroh is, kicks so much ass. Great. <sighs> I love Iroh. Iroh rocks. <laughs> I have to say, that Iroh is Iroh is my favorite good character, and Azula is <laughs> which is funny because both of them are are like oil and water 
absolutely. Yeah. I think that's why it works because they're just so hilarious together. <laughs> like they clearly like love each other, but <laughs> uh, it's great. So, so, so Aang is Aang is tied on the ship, walking walking down the hallway, flanked by flanked by two separate Fire Nation soldiers, and. And he says, I, I can take you with, with my hands tied behind my back. And he does. Yeah, pretty easily. <laughs> and again, um, shout out to animation here. Cause like they actually took the time to have each bending style based off of like a different form of um, what, like martial Tai arts. Chi or martial arts. Yeah. Which is super cool. Um, I don't know all the specific ones off my head other than Toph's bending style is based on like the crane style and something. But um, but Aang, Aang's bending is clearly more defensive. Whereas uh, when he's fighting with Zuko, Zuko's is again, more aggressive and- um, A lot more punches. Yeah. A lot more force. So, cool. Uh, so, so, um, so I'm, um, Flash, Flash to Katara and Sokka, trying to get Appa to fly. Go, fly, <laughs> soar, up, ascend, ascend, elevate, and then, uh, yeehaw, hop, hop, Yahoo, yip yip. You're <laughs> so. This this is the second time we see Abba fly, and the and the look between Sokka and the look between Sokka and and Katara here is just so precious. It, yeah, it it shows that that they're siblings and that they act like siblings. Mm. Yep, it's great. I I really buy into the sibling relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of uh, flashing back, flashing back to Aang, um, who, who, who was doing a epic long jump to to cut his to cut his hand ties on on the on the Fire Nation's uh, helmet, which I think is just so cool. <laughs> yeah, what are the odds though? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I know if I try that, I'd just be like, oh shit. <laughs> Whoops! Uh, well, you know, second but, time's a charm. Eng's <laughs> fighting style has is is always very resourceful. He is always mm -hmm. using things things around him to 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 try to get the advantage, which I think shows later when 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 Eng gets get gets caught in 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 Zuko's room. Zuko is just throwing fire fire punches at him. And isn't really cornering him. Isn't isn't trying to 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 get him anywhere. He he's kind of at Aang's mercy. Aang Aang just jumping around, going where wherever he wants, which I think shows like Zuko's not a really good fighter yet. Yeah, bless his heart. He's getting there. <laughs> he he will get there. But yeah, he'll get there. The payoff is great, but it's but it's probably to to Aang's advantage, right? Right now, so that Aang can actually get get out of his locked room. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, um, uh, so, yeah, Aang and or, blah, Katara and Sokka both arrive to the ship just as Aang falls in the water and taps into the Avatar state for the very first time on the show, which is cool. Um, it's not really explained in these two episodes, really. It, it honestly really doesn't get explained or become part of the conflict that Aang has within himself until like season two or book two but um it's cool to see it here first time he's using an an element other than or other than (laughs) other than air and Zuko's face when he sees that giant tower of water come up is priceless oh yeah (laughs) what uh, uh, Aang bends the crap out of out of everyone, and then he, and then he, and then he passes out. Um, Sokka get gets his gets his revenge, hitting Zuko who is hanging on to the to the edge of the ship the same way he did before, just boing 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 into his head, <laughs> which is which is phenomenal how they can how how they can mix levity with fighting it, yeah. it it's a really nice balance yeah um i feel like balance is just one of the themes of the show in general in terms of how it's written and both just thematically throughout the show like balance comes up a lot throughout and it's great it's executed super well i mean a lot of shows nowadays i think have a lot of trouble trying to balance stuff like drama and comedy in the same space i think of like orange is the new black specifically and how i'm bummed out by it when like i mean it used to be comedy with drama but i feel like nowadays it doesn't know what it wants to be and i'm not gonna go into a rant about black because i'm very upset (laughs) but you get the idea (laughs) i mean i mean i think i I think the reason why this this show does so well is because it was planned yeah they 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 had they they had the the overarching story planned of course think think things ended up changing along the way we'll talk about that later but but they knew where 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 this was going so they could set things up uh i mean i i i mean we 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 see we see Iroh and Zuko doing this like com- this like combined fire bending toward towards him that ang that the ang the ang ends up ends up d- deflecting and later we 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 see them using the using the same exact method to try to shoot them down I mean, these are people that learn from the from the past episodes. Mm-hmm. It is it is really neat. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, especially for a show again that was intended for like eight twelve year olds on Nickelodeon. Where, I mean, <laughs> the quality has been very hit and miss in Nickelodeon, especially nowadays. But um, yeah, I, I feel like this was the only show at the time that this came out that I can remember. One, like it was not episodic; it was serialized. Like you need to see this stuff in order in order to understand what's going on, which was pretty new for me. 
Um, the only, I honestly can't think of another show that I was watching when I was younger at the same time that was like that in that, in this regard, but mm -hmm. pretty cool. You know, uh, the, the episode ends with, with two really neat scenes. Um, one, one Zuko and Zuko and, and, and Iroh are trying to get the massive amounts of, of ice that Aang plopped onto their ship when they were trying to to shoot them out of the sky. Um, good news for the Fire Lords. The Fire Nation's greatest threat is a little kid. <laughs> I feel like that's the tagline for the show. <laughs> like you just see like the poster. They just use that quote on there. <laughs> but 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 the line that that comes after is so is so true that kid just did this yeah points points to the ship covered mm -hmm. in ice points points to the the grown men that are covered in ice yep but really yeah. it's like all these kids did this because like all of our main characters are 16 and under <laughs> it's which is crazy to me like this show this show takes place over the course of one year so uh, by the the end of it, I think the oldest is like Zuko, who's seventeen. Yeah, I think he's seventeen by the end of it. So <laughs> kind of crazy. And again, Azula is fourteen, which which what? is great. <laughs> oh, we 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 absolutely miss talking about Katara water bending the soldiers. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so, great. So um so so I'm um, at so at first Katara tries to water bend but ends up freezing freezing Sokka behind her. So so then she turns her body so that the soldiers are are also behind her and does it again <laughs> and and gets them all. The which look, is great. The look this the 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 uh, soldiers give her which is right after the avatar water bended half of <laughs> half of the half of the crew off of off of the ship is just one of pure horror and yeah. and, and it's so and it's so great to to see how how scared they are and then the reality <laughs> yeah of this untrained waterbender trying to do what she can Which, later again, on she yeah. becomes a menace oh yeah she's a phenomenal badass by the end of the season or even midway through to some extent she's a badass like it's great i mean I'm, i mean she is really she's really a prodigy she is the yeah. only all these kids are <laughs> yeah. yeah but her especially even more so than ang like i mean yeah Aang picks up on some of the stuff that she teaches him leading up to the Northern uh, Water Tribe, but by the time they get to the Northern Water Tribe, she becomes a master long before Aang does. So, yeah, and and also Katara doesn't doesn't have hundreds of people in that are in her mind, kind of leading her muscles to do things. She she yeah. also wasn't trained <laughs> as a child. Mm -hmm. This is the, the this is all her going 
going going against master master paku who thinks that women are just for healing yeah they're not and they're not for 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 violence and she Mm. shows him with violence yeah (laughs) the guitar can actually be pretty violent (laughs) it's pretty great um (laughs) yeah but i mean that's the beauty about this show just all the arcs it's so great seeing the evolution again i highly encourage people to like watch the series finale and then immediately go back and watch these first two episodes again because you really feel how much has changed not just like visually or thematically or how it's written but just how the characters grown and changed over time both in their characters and in their bending great Mm -hmm. i think i think that it's wonderful how how each of these characters yes they yes they have their lanes they they have the things that they're most comfortable doing but but they're really full full full-rounded people where they don't seem to just be one aspect of a person they yeah they they seem to do things that a normal person would would do because they're just written so well and they're written like like kids that are a little bit over their heads but they're gonna gonna try and they're and they're gonna succeed mm-hmm. yeah so so uh so at so at the very end of the of the of the second episode uh uh the gang has a powwow how ang never wanted to be the avatar and and it's this beautiful shot where yeah. where at where where they are they are flying ang is off to, to one side looking looking away from everyone and a cloud of shadow goes over them and then but there's a ray of hope that peeks out of the clouds <laughs> and they are gonna go to the north pole after they <laughs> ride every animal in the entire world <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's great by the end of this week kind of have a course for where the rest of the show is going to be. So knowing now that the Fire Nation is a threat, at this point it's safe to assume that they're going to go try to kick the Fire Nation's ass while also going to learn waterbending in this season and for Aang to master all four elements at some point. So Yeah, the ending sets up the in, the, in, the entire series in a in, in an extremely concise way that doesn't feel like you're just telling me what is what mm. is going to happen it, it doesn't feels very feel like organic exposition like it, it's great yeah uh i think the theme for the first episode is discovery they sure. they they discover the avatar uh, 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 Katara is 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 trying to is trying to discover water bending. Uh, uh, Sokka is is trying to is is trying to find his is trying to just find his manliness and find his place in the village. Katara is trying to find. A waterbending master, and Zuko is trying to find the Avatar. Yep, I, I, 
I think the first episode set, sets up everyone just trying to find something. And they're all technically trying to find it in Aang. Aang is yeah, really the yeah. center of 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 the show. I mean, he is the titular character, technically. Because he's the avatar. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> we should count how many times they <laughs> get ready. They take full advantage of the I'm the avatar <laughs> card so much. It's great. <laughs> uh the uh, uh the the second episode's theme i think is is magic water <laughs> now now you no, might think, that is a theme. <laughs> you you might think barbara what what <laughs> so it, it's either it is it, it, it is either magic ma- it's either magic water or pretend strength so so everyone in everyone in this in this episode is pretending to be bigger and stronger than they actually are and is and is trying and is trying to strive for that um uh Sokka so- Sokka Katara they are they they are they 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 are trying to save Aang but it's but it's but it's really Sokka and Zuko that are both trying to show that they're that they're stronger than they are. And both of them kind of fail. Aang, Aang ends up kind of Aang ends up beating beating Sokka uh, Zuko. Zuko ends up beating Sokka and Sokka ends up not beating anyone. <laughs> Poor Sokka. Poor Sokka. Yep, poor Sokka. Uh, but yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, this is a this is a wonderful series. I mean, we are we we are talking about this 12 years after it after it came out when yeah. we were 10 years old. Gosh. And and it's been such a important part of our of our childhood that that we're sure that it's been a very important part of yours also yeah and i mean it still stood the test of time i mean i'm i'm watching all these episodes on the brand new blu-ray set that finally came out for it (laughs) which is fantastic and of course we got the live action stuff coming up and all this other through netflix yeah through netflix so it's really cool that it's managed to become a full-on classic and really did transcend the age demographic that it was intended for pretty quickly. Like, I actually watched this with my dad sometimes, which <laughs> was weird because, like, my dad and I do not have the same taste in shows at all. So that was <laughs> really fun. But I think this wraps up our first two episodes. We totally went over the amount of time that it takes Episodes, but that's part of the fun <laughs> chances are we are gonna be a little bit more verbose than we need to be oh yeah we love the show to pieces and there's so much to talk about with it so yeah get ready for bloated episodes it's a great <laughs> i personally like my bloated episodes with other podcasts that i listen to yeah
Sweet. So that said, tune in next time when we book one, chapter three, um, the Southern Air Temple. Yep, that's what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm going to remember the name. (laughs) Cool. So that said, see y'all later. Flameo, hot men. Flameo. care if 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 this never sees the light of day this is fun (laughs) yeah i had a good time i just enjoy chatting about the chart